Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Spending some time reconnecting with nature this summer? Here's a camping hack from L.L. Bean to make your next trip the best yet. Tired of your tentmate's flashlights shining in your eyes in camp? Bring an empty half-gallon milk jug or clear water bottle. Simply strap a headlamp around it, and it becomes a soft white lantern for everyone to see the light. For more camping hacks, visit youtube.com slash L.L. Bean. L.L. Bean. Be an outsider. Hey everybody, it's In the Clinch MMA Podcast on the Fight Game Media Network. Paul Fontaine alongside Ryan Frederick. I want to wish everyone a happy Independence Day. Uh, it is uh, July 4th as you're listening to this. And uh, I, we just finished our holiday up here in Canada. And uh, Ryan, you're uh, celebrating. So how does that work down there? Is is, is it a long weekend? Like was, was Monday a holiday? Uh, I, I, you know, I don't know because I'm somebody who works a job that is technically yeah. seven days a week and we're not, the only days we close are Christmas day. So but the only day like we're closed for business our, is Christmas like, day and not even, sometimes not even Christmas day, day we open the bars late at night. So, so really, I mean, for you, it, it's not a, it's yeah. It's, for me, it's not a holiday. Some people, I know some people were off Friday and Monday and, oh, wow. and okay. then, yeah, it's just, it. It really depends on the on what type of business you're in. So. Yeah, and I guess like the and the Tuesday and Wednesday is probably the weirdest ones because, you know, it's like if it when July Fourth, which I guess would be next year, is on a Wednesday. It's like, are you going to have like a five day weekend? And I imagine some people do. Yeah. Um, well, even what you just described is a five day weekend. So, yeah, um, I, mean, we, I was we have I was I was out today doing a lot of errands and I saw a lot of. A lot of people out, a lot of families out going going to eat and going to do stuff with their kids. So I assumed a lot of people have today off work too. So Yeah, I mean that's I mean that's what you want to do. We we have July first is is our holiday, so that was Saturday. So most people had Monday off. Like and when I say most people, like pretty much everyone except for retail um or restaurants. So you know, similar to you. Like my wife had to work today um because she manages a grocery store but i had the day off and uh no daycare so my daughter was home today but uh back at back to usual so tomorrow is a weird day because tomorrow is just a normal day here in canada and for you guys it's a huge holiday so um and uh, yeah so happy independence day for those of you that are celebrating and uh we have a busy week and and obviously it's uh you know july 4th week is a, usually a big one for ufc and it's another one this week and uh uh, but first, we will look back to last week, and uh, we'll talk about the Ultimate Fighter. 
And um, uh, long story short, and we'll get into a little bit of the weeds, but Connor lost again. <laughs> so it's uh, it's his Chandler's five and zero, oh, and it, uh, one of the funniest things on the show I thought was was when this when the fight was over. And then the, uh, the the ref says, "Oh, we have a decision." And then the camera cuts to Dana, and Dana's like, "Oh, five and zero." Oh. And he's like, "He knows like Connor's not gonna be happy." And Connor knew too because as soon as he realized the fight was over, he knew, "Okay, my guy didn't win." And he was bitching again this week, like, "Oh, it's got to be a fifth round. You got or you got to give these guys a third round. This isn't a real fight. You know, championship fights are five rounds." And uh, and then and then he go, goes to. Uh, to uh, Chandler, he's like, you you wouldn't know that, would you? And then and then Chandler's like, yeah, I fought a lot of five round fights, but my guy beat yours in two rounds. We didn't need any more. And I, I just like that was good. Yeah. Um, but but the rest of the show, like the fight was, the fight was fine. You know what? Kind of like last week. Like I think Katona, uh, Katona beat. Um, well, who was it that he fought here? Yeah, uh, Carlos Vera. Uh, Carlos Vera. Yeah. Yeah. He he looked like you know, a level above Carlos Vera, honestly, like, you know, just controlled him with his grappling. And, uh, you know, he, he basically just had his way with them on the feet. Like, uh, Carlos Vera, you know, he got some nice shots in, but, and even from the ground, he, he was, he was nailing him a few times, but Katona just took him down at will and held him down and, and did enough to avoid a stand up. Um, but, uh, I thought like Katona, I mean, he's got the UFC experience and, and, you know, it really hit me when they were showing his record, like, the only two losses he had, one was to Mirab, who is like, you know, probably the best bantamweight in the world. And the other one was to, was a split decision that, you know, the majority of uh, media thought he won. So um, I, you know, I, I, uh, I think that he, him and um, uh, Timor are going to be the, uh, you know, the, probably end up in the finals unless they're facing each other in the next round. Yeah. And, uh, they'll probably both end up back in the UFC would be my guess. And, uh, yeah. you know, yeah, I, I thought like nothing much to this show other than, you know, like I thought the end of the show and the trash talking was really good. Um, nothing else really stood out from the show for me, though. Yeah, the show was mainly built up around Brad Katona. The fact that, you know, he's he his coach, his head coach is John Cavanaugh out, right. outside of yeah. the Ultimate Fighter. He's team, teammates with Connor, teams, teams at SPG, SPG, but he's on he's on Team Chandler on this and. You know, the whole show was built around well, Katona not getting the training that he prefers with Chandler and all the, you know, looking at video and all that. And Chandler and his coaches wanting to do all that stuff without him and him wanting to be part of that and him, you know, you know, hanging around, hanging around the other teams after, after, you know, when they're switching out, switching out and just a lot of people not trusting him on team Chandler just because, you know, he's, you know, that's yeah. Outside of outside of this, whatever, how many ever weeks? I mean, he's a hundred percent with with you know Kavanaugh and then. So you know, it's, it creates an interesting dynamic on the on the show. But that's basically what the show is about. And then, yeah, and then he just you know his grappling, especially yeah. in the second round, controlled. And once yeah, once you once they said you know we got a decision, you knew Katona had won it because he very clearly won the second round. Second round, the first round was kind of close enough to where you could have gone either way, but. But yeah. yeah, but yeah, you know, and I, I, you know, I know these are exhibition fights. I kind of agree with the whole idea of, you know, especially like on this particular season of maybe we should go three rounds yeah. for each fight because it's, you know, you have see, see experienced guys against guys who have been on the cusp, cusp, you know, and sometimes he's not going to the third round. It's not really unfair because we, especially lately, we've seen a lot of third round finishes in yeah. fights and, you know, you have a feeling that there could have been situations 
on a show where that happened, but yeah, but it devil's is, advocate to that though is, like, yeah. you know, you're asking them to do three, three, three round fights in like six weeks. And less That's than tough. that, less, less than that, you know? Yeah. Well this like time, yeah. Weeks, yeah. Yeah. Four weeks. So yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, and it's, I mean, people, you should know by now, you know, you know, coming in the house, like, you know, those first, those first two rounds up until the first fight's going to be two rounds. So you should, Yep. know that you're gonna have to win it inside in that first two rounds exactly so. exactly uh do you notice uh katona like just going in and out of that irish accent through his interviews i was just killing myself <laughs> he laughing. Just always does it. He's, yeah like him <laughs> and mckenzie dern like McKenzie yeah. dern like she just, yeah. yeah he's like they'll show highlights of him and his his wife walking through the fields of ireland and he's got the whole ireland thing on and then when he's just talking about fighting he's you know he's a boy from winnipeg um, it's it's yeah. pretty funny um, but yeah, so next week, I think, I think this is probably Connor's best chance. Um, it's his number one lightweight and his, uh, you know, his, his teammate in real life, um, Lee Hammond against, uh, Kurt Holaba, who, you know, got the UFC experience, but, you know, not terribly accomplished in UFC. Um, you know, I would say pretty good chance Connor wins next week, but we'll see. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. So that was the ultimate fighter and it's still on this week, even though it's July 4th. Uh, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I yeah? So, okay. Yeah. I haven't looked at uh, the listings yet. I'll probably do that. Yeah, after. Usually like with TV shows, they don't change stuff like that. Or well, so, I mean, not stuff like this. I mean, regular yeah. TV shows, you know, will, will not run a holiday episode, but ESPN. Well, yeah, they, they yeah, regular TV shows are also mostly off for the summer. So, well, sure, sure. But I mean, like, you know, when, you know, if it's like Memorial Day or. Uh, you know, I get what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, and uh, then the other big show, obviously, this past week, there was uh, no, uh, you know, no belt or no PFL. But we did have the uh, the uh, show from the Apex uh, Saturday afternoon into the early evening. Hey, uh, by the way, yes, they are. They are doing the show tonight, you know, at night. At nine o'clock our time. Oh, there. They're okay. also they're also doing a marathon all day, so they're oh, replaying, okay. Okay. replaying so every replaying every episode on ESPN leading up to the new episode. Oh, good. So if you've missed any of the episodes, you can catch up and uh, and you know check that out. Although I will say, if uh, probably only really need to maybe watch the first one. There, there's nothing in these last few episodes that are worthwhile, no. uh, unless you wanted to skip forward to the parts where Connor's trying to be a babyface. Um, which is funny in retrospect, uh, but the uh, yeah the uh, the show this past week was on uh, ESPN. Um, I think was it all on ESPN or some of yeah. it was ESPN? It was all, yeah, all ESPN. It was all on okay. ESPN. Yeah, it was weird here um, because this was weird. We had um, the main card was was on TSN as usual, and then you know I always tape the prelims. And I don't really look at the length of the prelims. Like usually when I'm on my guide, I just see prelims and I just like back up from the main card and I, I hit record. And so what I didn't realize, it, it was only one hour of prelims on the, on the TSN. So then like normally we'll get like two matches on, on fight pass and then the rest of the prelims are on, are on uh, TSN. But for some reason, in this case, I guess, cause there's so much other sports on Saturday. Um, we only had two fights on the on the televised prelims and then the rest was on fight pass but when i went to fight pass the early prelims was only two fights so i and then so there was i think that the other four prelim matches were supposed to air on tsn but for some reason they cut them off luckily the full prelims was available immediately after the card ended but i couldn't watch those four fights until the card was actually over which is why I was so late watching the show this week. Jeez. <laughs> yeah, it was it was weird. So if I had tried to watch live, like maybe they would have aired them live. They probably aired them live on the website would be my guess. 
um, you know, like they've, they've done before, but it wasn't archived until the show was over. So with that, with that being said, I'm glad we record this on Monday night, not Saturday, right after the show. Oh yeah. 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 Cause I, yeah, then we wouldn't have been able to. Um, But I mean, that's, I mean, that's the only time it's happened all year. So it's, you know, it's not a big thing, but it was a really like Saturday was like, there's a lot of sports on TSN this past Saturday. And I I imagine as college football comes in, it's going to be even worse. Like, you know, I mean, we're wrestling fans. We talk about collision, that collision show, like, We'll be lucky if it airs at midnight with all with all the stuff that airs. But as long as it airs on TV, I'll be happy. But uh, we had the uh, the main event was was a big middleweight fight. Uh, Sean Strickland, uh, you know, looking uh, to to pick up his second straight win against Abus Magomedov, which you know is a tough tough prospect that nobody really really wanted to fight. And uh, you know, but he uh, he's coming in, and this is a big opportunity for him. And uh, I, I, you know, the first round, uh, I thought Magomedov uh, won, but like Strickland was kind of coming on towards the end of it. And then Strickland just kind of took over in the second round and, uh, you know, finished him with 40 seconds left in the round. Um, it was, it was a good fight while it lasted. Strickland cut an insane promo afterwards. I couldn't even hear a word he said, cause they, they just bleeped almost all of it. Um, I don't yeah, know if you saw it unedited, but <laughs> I have not seen the unedited version oh, of it. Yeah, it was like you know he he didn't care who was on ESPN. Um, you know, just but the people that were there, like it's funny because they they were showing fans in the audience. Well, not fans, but like celebrities. Like I was surprised that there was like I mean uh, Mel Gibson was there and Ioanni and Jaychuk and I can't remember who else, but um, they they were rowdy and they were clearly strong Strickland fans um, that were there. And uh, but yeah. It was, uh, you know, good know, performance for him. Strickland thought Mel Gibson was cheering for the for the German, as he called Magomedov. Oh yeah, even though yeah. Magomedov's not German. <laughs> well, you know, he's got a German flag on his topology page, but he's from Dagestan, right? Well, he fights out of Germany. Yeah, uh, but he but he's Russian. Yeah. Um, was like, he, oh, I thought Mel Gibson would be cheering for the German, you know, because he hates I, America. <laughs> is did, is that one of the things he said in his post fight promo? You know what well, the funny thing it, is? He said it at the at, at the scrum. After oh, at the scrum. Because the one thing that came through, he did say "fucking" at one point. Because I guess the, the sensor wasn't lot, quick yeah. enough. Yeah. At one point, because one one f bomb got through. Um, but yeah, it was it was crazy. And there's a few of them uh, that were swearing for whatever reason. But uh, yeah, I mean, big win for Strickland, and uh, he needed this. And uh, you know, he's I don't I don't know what's next for him. Like, obviously, he's you know not going to be fighting for the title. Well, uh, that's not so not not so fast on that one. On, really? On eh? that okay. On that statement. Okay. So yeah, yeah. Uh, Magomedov was his biggest chance. You know, it showed to be like he's maybe only a five minute fighter right now because yeah. He, he had a strong first round, first round, and Strickland was just basically, you know, doing his typical hands low, chin up in the air, jabbing to death, you know, that he kind of kind of does early on in fights while he's trying to figure out range. Magomedov took advantage of that, but Magomedov, he yeah, he was gassed badly in the second round, and then Strickland yeah. just took advantage and flurries, and and yeah, he, uh, Strickland's in an interesting position because all indications are Israel Adesanya is going to fight to defend the middleweight title on September 9th in Sydney. So obviously the winner of the big middleweight fight coming up this week, Robert Whitaker and Drakus Duplessis, the winner of that's in the driver's seat to get the title shot. But that's also a two-month turnaround. And right. if, they, yeah. if either one of those comes out with injuries, injuries and they can't fight, you know, on September 9th, that puts Strickland 
maybe in the driver's seat to step right in. You know, he's wow. He, you know, there's not everybody else at the top of the, you got to look at the top of that division. Yeah. Like, like, and he's never fought, Adesanya. he's never fought Adesanya. He's, either, not, right? he's never fought Adesanya. Adesanya's beat everybody ahead of him, ahead of him. And, uh, and, you know, and, so yeah, I mean the people had a prayer up to two oh five Whitaker, Cannoneer, Adesanya's already already beaten. I don't know if Cannoneer that's too quick because they they just fought a yeah. year ago. Vittori, you know, Vittori's lost a couple of fights now. Costa, not yet. And then Duplessis, those are the only ones ahead of Strickland. So yeah, yeah, Strickland, you know, big win at the right time and doesn't didn't appear to, you know, take any damage that would keep him from fighting on September 9th if that option came open. So so let's not write him out of the title title shot next just yet. I mean I mean obviously if Whitaker and or Duplessis wins and can take that fight, then yeah Strickland's gonna have to fight again. But you know does um does Duplessis have a fight coming up? Him and Whitaker are fighting this weekend. Oh right. Jeez, I'm so, I'm an idiot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you you mentioned that already. Yeah, yeah, okay. So yeah, if one of them comes out unscathed, then uh, you know, then then yeah, that, that's obviously the fight you'd want to make, especially if it's Whitaker, I guess, you know, given where they're fighting. But uh yeah. I, I'm sure that it'd be almost better if it was Duplessis, um, just because it's a fresh fight, you know, as opposed to a third fight. Although I don't think anybody's gonna complain about seeing Adesanya and Whitaker a third time because the first two fights were great. Um all right. Anything else you want to add about this one, or uh, can we do not our three stars? Yeah, no, not really. Yeah, okay, I want to do. I want to do my first, my three stars first, if that's okay. Okay, go you. ahead. Yeah. All right. Go ahead. Number one, number one, Grant Dawson. Um, Dawson just looked incredible. He looked like potentially a future champion. He just walked right through Demir Ismagulov. Just um, took him down, held him down, did damage. Would it look good on the feet? He's 21 and 1. You know, 20 dash 1 dash 1. It sounds like I said 21 and 20 wins, yeah, one loss, one draw. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and I mean, that's just kind of snuck up out of nowhere. And he's what, two, five, eight wins in UFC, one draw against uh, Rick Glenn. And, uh, you know, and then, you know, like he goes and, and he calls out, um, was that okay? Was it him or is it someone else that was called? No, okay, never mind. We'll, we'll get to him. Um, but no, like he—he's a guy that you know. Like if it's me, like I'm maybe putting him against uh, Benil Dariush next. Um, you know, like, but but he looked so good, and you can talk about that. You know, when you when you talk about it, but I was just so impressed with him, and uh, and then you know, and, and he's just like a great, um, you know, just kind of a fresh face out of nowhere, and, and Isma Gulov is tough. Like, you know, and, and he, he just made them look like, you know, they weren't even the same league. I'd actually go uh, Dawson. I'd actually go Dawson against Sarukian next. Sarukian? Okay. Okay. Well, okay. Speaking of Sarukian, my, my next, my second star, Benoit Saint-Denis. Um, he knock he submitted uh, Ismail Bonfim in four minutes and 48 seconds. He just came out on a mission. Like he's just right from the opening bell was just firing away. And I don't think Ismail Bonfim knew what, what it hit him. And he tried fighting back and he got some good shots in two and they went to the ground and they were both going for submissions. But Benoit St. Denis was a man on a mission here. And, uh, and then like, so he finishes him and then he, he gets on the mic and he wants to fight on the Paris card in September. And he gave like three names, one of whom was Armin Sarukian. All, all three names that are guys that nobody ever wants to fight. 
because they're like they they don't have names and they've got tough records and they're tough as hell fighters. And Benoit Saint Denis is I want one of those guys. Okay? Yeah, he you probably remember who the other two he, were. He called he called okay. So Dawson actually called out Makachev. So they're oh right right that, okay yeah yeah. That, so, yeah. But uh, Saint Denis he called out Sarukian, Gamro, and Fiziev, which yeah. is fine. Which is fine callouts. Yeah. But the problem is he's not going to get any one of those fights next because those guys are all top eight fighters and they're not going to fight an unranked guy next. No, but but you know what? But, but good for him, him for good asking. For, yeah, for calling for that. I mean, because yeah. because now maybe UFC will look at giving him you know not a ranked opponent, but a guy who's like on the cusp. I mean, because Saint Denis has three. I don't know if he can three turn around this fast, but maybe Ismagulov. Um, you know. Like, yeah, I don't, I, I don't, I don't know about Ismagulov's future because he he talked retirement <laughs> after. Oh, did after he? Okay. Sariki lost, came back for this fight, and yeah. then got thrashed. So. But but Saint Denis, like he's a guy. Like they gotta find a way to put him on that that main card in Paris. Yeah. And uh, you know, if he gets another win, like he's a potential star for them. Um, okay. And uh, my third, my third star. It's tough, and there's a lot that you that you can go with, but I think I'm gonna go with. Uh, uh elvis brenner um <laughs> i love this fight I was, like i was gonna go with him too yeah i mean him and garam kudaladze kudaladze who's like a dead ringer for tomaso champa um i like brenner was like a freaking grandpa zombie like i don't know how old he is he looks like he's 60 um like he's he's uh tw- he's 25 <laughs> He's got like white hair and a white beard, and, uh, and no, he's, he's bleach blonde because he's bleach blonde. But he, he he's looks teammates old. with Charles Oliveira. I know he That's is. I know he is. But but he he's just like he's taking a beating and he just won't die. Yeah, and then I mean, like you know, I mean his his hair started out started the fight fight bleach blonde, and at the end of it, it was yeah, it was, it was red. red. I mean, blood he had red. he. He had a deep cut in like I thought like he might have been down 2017 after the second round. Like he was one like that the cut was so deep, his hair was red. He had they called him two face in the commentary because one side if he was looking, you could see a little bit of blood on one side, but then when he'd go the other way, it looked like a horror movie. Like and and he was just bleeding up a storm, but he wouldn't stop. And Goram just kept hitting him, and he wouldn't go down. And and like you know, and he was taking punishment. But there's never a point in the fight where you thought, oh man, they should stop it. And then you know, he just nailed Goram with a shot in a perfect spot right behind the ear, and Goram went down. It was weird the way he went down. It almost looked like a liver shot, like just kind of the way he crumpled. But it was like it just hit the right part of the head, and he was just done. And Brenner won. It was three minutes and 17 seconds into the third round. It's the second straight fight that he was a massive underdog in that he won. And uh, man, I just like he was just great. I just yep. I just love him. NFL Sunday ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV, which means that it just got easier to be an NFL fan, even if you live far away. Like maybe you like the Bears, but you're hibernating in Panthers territory. But with NFL Sunday Ticket, your out-of-market team is never more than a short distance away. Specifically, the distance from you to your remote control. NFL Sunday Ticket, now on YouTube and YouTube TV. Go to youtube.com slash presale to get $50 off. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends 919. No refund. Subscription auto renews. What's up? It's Kaylee Cuoco. When it comes to travel, we all have a happy place. I just went to my happy place. I just went to Maui, and it was truly amazing. Priceline has always been about getting you to your happy place for a happy price with deals you really can't find anywhere else, like up to 60% off select hotels in Costa Rica or five-star hotels for two-star prices in Cabo. Go to your happy 
happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Okay, and I left you like a lot, even though I took one ear. <laughs> you took all three of mine. Oh, did I really? It's, okay. it's all good. Sorry. It's all good. Well, all at least right. two of them. Yeah. Because I mean, Dawson was fantastic, and yeah, and I love how Brenner just came came back. I mean, yeah, yeah, he was. I mean, it was it was not looking good for him after two rounds. No. But uh, number one on my list, I'll go Nurseltin Rizaboev. Uh, yeah. He took a fight on short notice. He's got a lot of experience, but it was making his debut against a dangerous fighter in Bruno Ferreira, a knockout guy. And then Ruzabov just finished him in a minute 17. Just just great, great show for Ruzabov. And uh, second one, uh, second star, Renat Fakiratinov. I feel bad for Kevin Lee because he's making his big UFC return. I'm, you know, he was talking about, you know, hating the fact that it was in the apex, you know, he's like, what are we still doing, doing here? The <laughs> pandemic was over, over. Yeah. We'll talk about it, a little bit about that later, but, uh, but he was coming back to dangerous fight and, and it didn't go good for Kevin Lee. Fakratinov dropped him with a massive right hand and then got the, grabbed the neck, got the guillotine choke. Lee went out cold. I mean, you could hear in the background after the fight. Like Herb Dean was waking as he was waking up, Herb Dean was just telling him the fight's over, the fight's over, the fight's over. It was just just big win for Fakradinov, and he's a dangerous guy, welterweight. They said it was his twentieth straight win. I think it's actually his only seventeen straight, but who cares? Yeah. At that point, but uh, yeah, big win for him. And then the third one, Joe Anderson Brito. Yeah, it was a short notice uh, replacement in Weston Wilson, and about a. Brito showed how skilled he was. Rock rocked Rock Wilson on the feet, and then Wilson was trying hard to grab the leg, and unfortunately, he was too committed to the leg and kept both of his hands on the leg and left himself open to just getting hit constantly. And that's what happened. Brito just lots of ground and pound from the top to finish Wilson off in just under three minutes. Good choices there. Um, and uh yeah it was it was actually a really really good good card i thought like overall you know um a lot yeah. of underdogs won uh, a lot of nice finishes even the fights that went to distance there wasn't really anything terribly bad maybe the first fight um you know but uh take us uh, uh, yeah there was one other fight that wasn't great but yeah okay well you'll you'll tell us tell us about the rest of these fights okay uh started off with the heavyweight fight Alexander Romanov, unanimous decision of Blagoy, Ivanov, 30-27 across the board. Uh, Romanov was just a little bit better on the feet in the first two rounds and then got a big takedown in the third, dominated on the ground. And, yeah, that was pretty much it. Ivanov didn't do much on the feet. You know, it was just kind of it's kind of just there. Boring, yeah. You know, boring fight. Then we had a women's flyweight fight, Luana Carolina over Ivana Petrovic, 29-28 across the board. I had a 29-20 for Carolina. thought she won the first two rounds just based on – volume and doing better work in the clinch and then uh petrovich got a takedown in the third 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 was kind of even but uh but uh carolina definitely won the first two to get the fight i fell asleep halfway through the second and woke up when they were <laughs> yeah, doing the results wasn't wasn't a great fight i think it's better than the heavyweight fight but it's not yeah. saying much uh then we had elvis brenner tk third round tk over Guram kutaladzi as you talked about, yeah. we had women's featherweight Carol Rosa again over Yana Santos split decision 29, 28 twice for Rosa 29, 20 for Santos. This is another boring fight. It was a lot of uh, battling inside the clinch. The first two rounds, uh, I thought the first round was a clear round for Santos and the third round was a 
Rosa round, and the second round was could have gone was a toss up round, could have gone either yeah. way. I gave it to Rosa, and thought she won. But yeah, there wasn't much to that fight either. So uh, then we had featherweight Joe Anderson Britt over Weston Wilson, the first round knockout as I talked about, and then closing out the prelims was Renat Fakhrdinov submitting Kevin Lee with the, with the guillotine choke. Onto the main card, kicked off with middleweight Nurston Ruzubev, uh, first round knockout win over Bruno Ferreira, and then Benoit Saint Denis, first round submission over Ismail Bonfim. Then at the women's flyweight, Ariana Lipsky got a split decision over Melissa Gatto. She had a Lipsky had a 30 27, a 29 28 scorecard. Gatto had a 29 28 scorecard. This is another kind of close fight, uh, really came down to how you scored the second. Mm-hmm. I thought I thought Gatto won the second. I had her winning the first two rounds and Lipsky winning the third, but kind of could have gone either way. I will say that the 30-27 scorecard for Lipsky, I don't think that was a good scorecard because I thought Gatto clearly won the first. But you know, then again, yeah. you know, it was another really kind of uneventful fight. And then uh, they had welterweight Michael Morales, a unanimous decision over Max Griffin, twenty nine twenty across the board. Uh, first round was close. Griffin was doing a lot of press pressuring and landing harder punches, but Morales landed more. But Morales took over in the second and third with the striking and looked really good, came on strong. Big another big win for Morales. He's what fourteen and oh now. Now looks has looked really good and uh he should be in line for a big welterweight fight. Then we had Grant Dawson just dominated win over Demirius Magulov, 30-26, He realistically, realistically could have scored this 30-25 because yeah. the first was a clear 10-8 round, and you could make an argument that the third was was as well. But, uh, yeah, Dawson looked fantastic. And then Sean Strickland, second-round TKO over Abu Smagomedov in the, in the main event. Yeah, uh, again, uh, card was in the apex, so uh, we don't have uh, viewership uh, mounts yet because, uh, well, Showbuzz is down and may never, I just say never, but they're going to be a lot harder to get now. Um, they, yeah, spoiler, spoiler TV. Spoiler, yes. they're usually a little bit later. Um, yeah. they, uh, but uh, the fight of the night went to Strickland and, and Magomedov. I thought that probably should have gone to Kudaladze and Brenner, but um, Brenner did win a performance bonus, as did uh, uh, Brenner. Brenner Kudaladze got fight of the night. Oh, okay, maybe I'm reading this wrong then, because it says fight of the night: Strickland, Magomedov, performance, uh, Ruzaboev, and performance to Brenner. So no, maybe no. maybe they made a mistake here. Yeah, which would not be the first time for a topology. Yeah, there's um, here fight of the, on Wikipedia. Which is okay. Uh, Brenner, Brenner Kuzalazi fight of the night, performance of the night, Ruzaboev and Strickland. Okay, that makes that actually makes more sense. Um, yeah, because there's no way Strickland Magomedov was the fight of the night, so no. that, that's just a mistake there by by a topology. Um, all right, and uh, so we have uh, the weekly MMA schedule rundown. I do have it up here. So we've got uh, oh, AKA is uh, fighting in the U.S. Um, so this is the Russian Federation that normally, uh, you know, they get a lot of prospects out of. But they're in Shreveport this weekend, and uh, this is on fight. Oh, that's 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 ACA, aka is American Combat Alliance. Oh, really? Okay, my bad. All right. Well, they're on fight anyways. Uh, I don't know why I thought that was uh, aka, and uh, not nothing, uh, nothing much here. But it's a fight TV event. I, I that would have been a lot bigger deal if it was. Uh, it was ACA, but uh, yeah, just yeah. a couple fights here, nothing, nothing much. But we have LFA uh, Friday from Brazil, 
Uh, so they're, they're usually in the States, but this, this time they're in Brazil. They've had a couple fights in, uh, in Brazil. Um, but this is uh, Friday night, uh, 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 Central. Uh, no one of note on this fight, but a couple interesting uh, strawweight um, uh, prospects in the main event, Rose Concieso and Elaine Lopez. So you could probably see one of those in the, in the UFC sooner, sooner than later. Uh, PFL Europe's running on DAZN if you're interested in that. They're, they usually do like a tournament where somebody gets into the uh, gets a contract for PFL for next year. Uh, we've got and then yeah, UFC 290 obviously, uh, and yeah, that's about it. Eh? There's a couple fight shows, MFC two, Mecca 19, but nothing nothing of note. A pancreas show with Yuki Kondo on there. <laughs> really? And uh, yeah, let's see, it's Kondo's. How many? That's not showing here. Look, yeah, uh, let me. And Yuki Kondo, 47 years old, 47 years old, and he's in his. Uh, oh, yeah. It's, it's a, why is that not showing? Oh, because it's not streaming. That's why. Yeah, um, it's like his 112th professional fight, something like that. But these are usually on Fight Pass. So this one's not on Fight Pass, or maybe they just made a mistake. Um, uh, it, yeah, it's not listed on anything. On anything. Uh, but yeah, yeah. You, uh, uh, yeah, Yuki Kondo, holy crap. Yeah, 100 and. Was he 164-38-9? So that's 111 fights he's had, not counting no contests. Yeah. Started in 1996, 27 yeah. years ago. Holy crap. He fought Minoru Suzuki <laughs> in his yeah. uh, fourth fight. Wow. And and they went the distance. That's crazy. Uh, yeah, yeah, he's, he's fought, fought Dan, Dan Henderson, Phil Baroni, Josh Barnett, Enzo Gracie. Fought Funaki. Tito Ortiz, he fought in the UFC. Minua Man. Yeah, Dice K is she? <laughs> Sammy Schlitt, yeah, Schilt, Sammy uh, Schlitt. Sammy Schlitt, Sammy Schlitt, he's fought like three times. Uh, yeah, so. Can you imagine that? Like <laughs> Sammy Schlitt, isn't he like seven feet tall? Uh, yeah, wow, he's, he's fought Vanderlei Vladimir Matyshenko. Wow, Vanderlei. Josh Barnett. Yeah, yeah, Dan Anderson. Yeah. Holy crap, Phil Baroni. Wow, he's fought everybody. Um, yeah, you can kind of like, like I mean, he's he's to if you know Japanese fighters, you know Yuki Kondo. You know he's a very well known yeah. name. He's probably <laughs> and he's I mean, I I mean guess, he's like Andre Arlovski. Like yeah, he'd be the Minoru like Suzuki times. of MMA. I guess you know the guy, yeah. just the old guy, just still going at it. You know he's he's won he his last Hens- two fights. <laughs> he fought Henzo Gracie five years ago. Yeah, <laughs> can you imagine that? And he's won his last uh, two fights. <laughs> so, there he has, yeah, against yeah. Uh, Kazuhito Suzuki and Tetsuya Uzuki. So yeah, uh, yeah, you know, anytime you see Yuki Kondo fight, it doesn't look like he's slowing down. I mean, I, I wouldn't say you know, no. catches, it might be his last time. Yeah, I mean, yeah, probably... I mean, he lasted. He fought at the end of last year, so yeah, he's fighting yeah. pretty regularly. Still. Fought eight times in the 2020s. Like I say, he's like, uh, he's like uh, Andre Lofsky. But yeah, so that's. Uh, that's that's on uh, Sunday morning, uh, so I don't know. Maybe it's on Fight Pass, and they just haven't listed it yet. Those panker shows usually are. So, um, and then the uh, the big one uh, this coming uh, this coming weekend UFC 290 International Fight Week. One thing uh, we didn't notice, and I don't notice in your rundown, is we're, we also have the Hall of Fame this week, right? Yeah, so Hall of Fame this week. That, yeah. Was that Thursday? Thursday night, yes. Thursday night, so that'll be on UFC Fight Pass. Yep, yep, and it's a big one this year. You got yeah, yeah. You got, we got you got Anderson Silva, Jose Aldo, Jens Pulver, uh, Donald Cerrone, uh, uh, Robbie Lawler, and Roy McDonald going in the fight wing. 
I feel like I'm missing somebody. Uh, you got Pulver? Pulver, yeah. Oh, yes. There, there's six. I know that. Uh, but Cerrone, I don't know. Somebody will, somebody will let us know. Uh, maybe you'll... Right uh, all right. Uh, but, yeah, so probably have a lot of Brazilian contingent in to see uh, Silva and... Um, and uh, Aldo, as well as uh, Alexander Pantoja, is fighting for a title. So, no, um, if I got all those, I mean, and then they're yeah. given given the uh, the community award to uh, Minotaur Rodriguez or Nogueira. Oh, then maybe that's the one you were thinking of because there was six. Yeah, but yeah, so. Robbie Lawler, Roy McDonald, the fight wing. They didn't. Yeah. They're not doing a contributors wing this year. Uh, Cerrone and Aldo in the modern wing, and then Anderson Silva, Jens Pulver in the pioneer wing. Maybe that's how they eventually get uh, Frank in. They just they don't put him in as a fighter; they put him in as a contributor. But mm-hmm. no, I, I think if they're going to put Frank in, they they Frank put him in already Shamrock. Oh no, he'd be in as a fighter. Yeah, yeah, but they... Shamrock's not going in, not going in a, as long no. as Dana White's in control. Sorry exactly. To say that. No, no, I, that's I, the I totally that's like it. that's the one guy that won't go in. I hate to say it; I don't see anything like I see. You know, Dana could have issues with you know like anybody anybody and it can get overlooked for the hall of fame i think frank shamrock's the one maybe won't. maybe if he dies yeah maybe i mean because you yeah. know because even pulver there's even issues with pulver and he got like, yeah and tito i mean tito. you know tito's in right yeah but tito's also yeah. back with the ufc and on friendly terms at the time okay so. all right so but yeah um, all right. So, yeah, we have that. And then uh, no uh, other events like, you know, they've had, you know, they haven't had it in a while, but they used to be. Sometimes we'd have two, three events, but this this year it's just the one. Um, and uh, and they we got two main two uh, title fights and uh, another big middleweight fight, third from the top. Uh, Alexander Volkanovsky and Yari Rodriguez, I guess technically is a unification fight. Yari Rodriguez is the interim champion. Alexander Volkanovsky is the uh, linear champion. And they're uh, they're in the main event. And then in the co-main, Brandon Moreno and Alexandra Pantoja, their third fight. So uh, Moreno likes his uh, trilogies. Second, um, second official, but yeah, third time they fought. Yeah, what, what's – oh, right, because one was one Ultimate of the, Fighter? One of the fights was on Ultimate Fighter, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah, a big, big one and, in the main event. And, yeah, and Pantoja won both of those fights. Oh, so, yeah, yeah, that's right, yeah. Um, but yeah, the, the main event, uh, Rodriguez, I mean, this is, we've talked about this before. Um, it's a big year for Mexico. Um, you know, they've, they've got, uh, was it, is it three champions right now? Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and, and Yara Rodriguez can make it four. Well, uh, no, Rodriguez. Or he's the third. Yeah. He's yeah. the interim. Okay. Yeah. The interim, yeah. So we have Grasso Mor- and Grasso and Rodriguez. Yeah. Yeah. So big, uh, big, Big uh, week for Mexico, and I imagine they're going to have uh, a lot of Mexican fans in the building. Um, we've also got uh, Yasmin Yaragui on the undercard, uh, and Edgar Chavez as well. So, um, and some other ones. Uh, but uh, yeah, I don't, I don't, uh, I, I really like. I strongly favor Volkanovski here. The only thing that gives me pause is the fact that you know he's you know talking about going to you know going back to lightweight and whenever guys are doing that you you know you just kind of feel like their head's out of it a little bit Uh, yeah i don't i don't i don't think that's a big deal with volkanovsky he's not necessarily talking about going back to lightweight he's talking about he wants another crack at Mankachev because he felt like he won that fight and yeah yeah, you know yeah it was close and i think volkanovsky feels like he he can 
I think it's more he wants to test himself against Makachev again as opposed to, you know, you know, 155. He's going to end up at 155. I mean, he's getting big. Yeah. Getting bigger, getting older. The weight cuts to 45 or harder. And plus, once you've kind of cleared out a division, you know, and you know you can make 155 and compete at a high level, you know, you want to test yourself. And Volkanovski, you know, a lot of things, too, is he wants to stay active. And, you know, sometimes fighting in two, two divisions will keep you more active. So uh, there's that, too. I think he just wants to test himself. But, uh, yeah, as far as how this fight goes, I favor Volkanovski, uh, but Rodriguez is crafty and dangerous on the feet. Mm-hmm. And, you know, who knows? But but uh, just, I don't know. Volkanovski's hard to pick against at 145. He's just been incredible. He's, uh, I think um, Rodriguez might be like maybe one of the best finishers in, in the division, at least out of the top tier guys. Um, so, you know, he's a guy that can end a fight at any time. But I think as the fight goes on, it, it favors Volkanovski. Like, he, yeah. you know, just he's got that, you know, championship experience and mm-hmm. he's been in some wars, but uh, it should be, a, it should be a great fight. And mm-hmm. I think the crowd, um, you know, I think it's going to be a lot of, a lot of Brazilians and a lot of Mexican fans. And I think they're going to be raucous. Yep. And, um, you know, if they, if they start to get behind Yara Rodriguez, um, that could actually push them over the edge. So I think it's uh, really interesting to see what the odds are. Oh, he's a yo Volkanovski's a huge favorite. He uh, is, minus yeah. minus four thirty five. So yeah. Um yeah, I mean, but you know what? We've seen like that doesn't really mean a lot when it, you know, comes to Mexicans fighting for titles this year. Like, you know, it's I don't know what it is, but it's like their year. And uh I'm I'm really looking forward to this one. Like yeah, these featherweight title fights are just always awesome. I mean, going yes. back to Aldo and and Holloway and now Volkanovski, like it's very rare we don't get like a classic fight. And and the flyweight, I mean, <laughs> that one's going to be great too. And I think Marino is probably the big, going to be the biggest star on the card in the building. Um, I don't know what you think, but yeah, yeah, maybe. Yeah, I mean, him or Volkanovski, I think. Yeah, I mean Whitaker too. Whitaker's a big star, but yeah, I mean, um, you know, you when you kind of look at it, you and know, even you, Robbie Lawler, you, honestly, you say you have you say all these all these Mexican fighters, and there's just as many fighters from the whole australia from australia new zealand yeah the card too so there is but i mean i don't think they're going to have the same amount of people traveling no no this. it's a little yeah, yeah it's yeah. a little easier to get to vegas from mexico than than from sydney a little little, little, little more mexican population in the u.s and there is that australia too that population. too yeah i mean yeah i mean you know so yeah moreno whitaker volkanovsky and lawler i mean are you know probably the big the biggest stars on this card lawler yeah. obviously is a legend um and and Funny, it is no coincidence, right? That he's fighting on the same weekend that he's going into the Hall of Fame. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, I was gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna get deeper into it, you know, my three fights to watch, but yeah, yeah, um, but yeah, so but Moreno Pantoja, how do you, what do you, what do you think about that one? I mean, yes, Pantoja's got two wins over Moreno, but they were also a long time ago, and Moreno has he's improved so much before our mm-hmm. eyes over the last several several years. Years. I mean, he's only lost that one one time since his last fight with Pant- Pantoja, and that was, and then that was to Figueroa, who he beat twice, and arguably arguably beat three times. But uh, yeah, it's just, I think I favor Moreno now. He's just got so, he's got so well rounded, and he's he's been training with a high level. Uh, I think he was back at Fortis this time, this time. So yeah, just just he's. He's hard to bet against this 
Mm-hmm. Uh, in uh, 2023, yeah, he's yeah over five years ago since uh, since he fought Pantoja and uh, lost by decision. That was his his other than that was his last non-title loss. He obviously had the loss to Figueredo that was questionable. Um, but yeah, they, and and again, I think this you know the and and I don't know like what. I'm I'm almost thinking ahead already. Like you know, if if he if he gets past here, what's next? But I I don't think he wants to do that. Um, you know, I think he's the kind of guy that just you know he's takes care of the task at hand. And uh, but Pantoja, like this is him and in, uh, these Brazilian fighters are you know it's becoming a thing. So um, yeah. yeah, but yeah, I'm a big 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 fight. And then uh, you know the other thing we haven't mentioned, and you'll go through the fights to watch, but. We should also, I think, mention uh, Bo Nickel. Uh, yeah, he was on all three, three okay. fights. Okay, well, you know what? Do your three fights then. Yeah, three fights to watch. Uh, uh, I mean, okay. It's a lot. Uh, I mean, there's, there's a, a lot here. Yeah, one of them kind of got ruined by by the injury replacement. But uh, number one is the big middleweight fight, Robert Whitaker against Strikis Duplessis. Uh, Whitaker, one of the main – I would dare to say I'd put him as one of the all-time great UFC fighters. Yeah. Uh, oh, uh, yeah. I would say he might be the most underrated, underrated, uh, top level UFC fighter of all time. Um, uh, and especially once he moves up to middleweight. I mean, he's it's only not him, two... it's Volkanovsky. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's since he's moved up to middleweight, he's got two losses, both to Adesanya. I mean, that's yeah. not, and Adesanya is an all time great, too. So, uh, but yeah, Whitaker just, he wins. He's just a winner, except for. You know, obviously, except for against Adesanya, but even even that second fight was close. But Whitaker just he knows how to win. He's good everywhere. Fantastic on the feet. Wrestling has gotten top notch. Uh, Duplessis though, uh, he's he's a big he's a big middleweight. Question mark about his conditioning. You know, he always seems to get tired in the second round. But at the same time, he also manages to make it the distance and make it the third round. And he's 19 and 2, 18 finishes, uh 5 and 0 in the UFC, coming off of wins over Tavares, Till, Brunson. Winners looking at a title fight for this. Like so this might this is a major fight and it's one to keep an eye on and it's two high level guys who you know what? I'm not going to I don't if they both stay at 185, I don't know that this will be the only time they fight. I have a feeling yeah. it could it could be run back sometime eventually. Because I don't, I don't see either one of them ever falling outside of the top ten. Both of them are that good. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Uh, number two on my list is Bo Nickel against Treshawn Gore, um, and mainly because, and I think this is gonna be a squash match, but it's on my <laughs> fights to watch because it's Bo Nickel. Yeah. He's the guy. He's 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 one of the futures of the of the UFC, and you need to just pay attention every time he. Every time he's in there, and he's got the personality to back up the skills. He's only four and zero, but he's got four all all finishes, all in the first round. And you know, he hasn't even—I don't even think—he hasn't even hit the five minute in total fight time yet. Mark, I don't believe. So. Yeah, and I mean, most of yeah, that was he, in his last fight. Yeah, yeah, he's <laughs> just barely below Cause, it because. It, He's just yeah, barely. He was. It. I think he went three. He went two fifty four against Jamie yeah. Pickett, and went. Yeah. His other fights were fifty two seconds, sixty two seconds, and thirty three seconds. I was. I was at the fight that he had with Jamie Pickett, although yeah. didn't didn't wasn't in the building. But that's another story. Was, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I was but, in the yeah. tent. 
Yeah, but uh, yeah, Bo Nickel just that's that's the guy to every time he fights. Yeah, keep an eye on him, and that's Must why he's on the TV. main. Must yeah, that's TV. why he's on the main card. You know, yeah. with four fights. And then number three, Robbie Lawler against Nico Price. Robbie Lawler going in the Hall of Fame on his retirement weekend. This weekend's all about Robbie Lawler. And as far as opponents for a retirement fight to give an entertaining fight, Nico Price would be very high on that list. I mean, Nico Price, you know, he just he loves to stand and trade. And this is gonna be all on the feet. And this is gonna be all action. It'll probably be freaking great. And it would be great to see Robbie Lawler, you know, ride into the sunset with a win. Win. It's a tough fight, you know, especially, you know, Nico Price can take up a hell of a beating and also deliver a hell of a beating. This should just be a fun fight and just, you know, and you got to watch it because Robbie Lawler, all-time violent fighter, you know, he should be in the UFC Hall of Fame outside of the fight wing for the just the... I'm sure he will be at some point. Yeah, just former UFC champion in some of the best fights you'll ever see. I mean, I mean, two of my personal top five fights uh, of all time are, were the second fight with Rory McDonald and the fight with Carlos Condit. But, I mean, both fights with McDonald, the Condit fight, both of his fights with Johnny Hendricks, his fight with Matt Brown, just eh. And there was not a more exciting fighter from probably 2014 through, through when he lost the title or through the Condit fight. Because yeah. after you know, because he got wrecked by Woodley after the Condit fight, and he hasn't been the same since then. But yeah, just he's had some good like, ones though. I mean, you know, he's had some uh, good ones, but he hasn't yeah. been. He no, hasn't, he hasn't been, been the same. Yeah, I mean that stretch. <laughs> yeah, that stretch from when he he uh, he got back in the UFC from Strike Force in a uh, in you know 2013, and then he won. You know, he beat Koscheck, Volker, and McDonald. But basically, that run. From the Koscheck fight through the Condit fight, it is an all-time great run. I mean, the only time he lost was that vacant title fight for Johnny Hendricks, in that incredible fight that went that went all five rounds. It could have gone either way, and then he beat Hendricks in the rematch to win the title. I mean, if you look at this, he had three straight matches fights of the year: the yeah. Hendricks yeah. fight, the McDonald fight, and the Condit fight. You rarely get a fighter who gets three fights of the year. Period. Much less three straight years. It's well, just, and then, and you know what? And then his, la- I was just remembering his last two fights. You know, he, that fight with Barbarena was insane. Like he yeah. just c- kept taking punishment. And he just wouldn't stop. And then the Nick Diaz fight, where like I think he didn't he land like something like 170 strikes in just over two rounds. Like, uh, you know, I mean, he's still delivering. He's just not quite as prolific as he used to be. Yeah, you know, he's fighting like once a year. I wouldn't. I mean, you probably know more than me, but I wouldn't be surprised if he, you know, hangs up the gloves after this one. But oh, he's, know, we'll he's, he's already said he's already announced his retirement fight. Oh, has he? OK, there you yeah. go. So you do know more than me. Um, all right. So uh, the other thing I, I want to point out here is I like to sometimes point out the uh, undefeated fighters. And there's a lot of them on this card. Yeah. Seven. Uh, we got Cameron Samen, you know, the, the wonder kid um, uh, fighting Terrence Mitchell on the prelims. Vitor Petrino. He's 8-0, uh, lightweight. Uh, Tetsura Tyra, 13-0, uh, fighting at catchweight. Uh, Yasmin Yaragui, that we've mentioned before, one of the uh, you know UFC's future stars at strawweight. Josiah Harrell making his UFC debut at welterweight. He's 7-0. And, uh, of course, Bo Nickel uh, that you already talked about. So I like to point out those seven. I think eh, probably maybe at least five of them are going to keep their 
undefeated record. Harold's not. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. That's why I said at least five. Um, Obviously, Nickel will. uh, Yaraguay probably will. Uh, Petrino, maybe not. Uh, Same in Yao. And uh, Tyra, probably. Okay, so let's take us through the rest of the A lot of tough matches. Okay, yeah. we we kicking it off at uh, six Eastern time, five Central time. First five fights are going to be on ESPN two and ESPN plus. Okay, and it kicks off with the lightweight fight, Kim Wella Kirk against Esteban Rubovic, then flyweight uh, Shannon Ross against Jesus Aguilar, then a bantamweight fight, Cameron Simon against Terrence Mitchell, light heavyweight fight, Vitor Petrino and against Marcin Prasio, and a hundred thirty pound catchweight fight, Tetsuguro Tyra against Edgar Cherez. Then uh, the next four fights, your main prelims, are going to be at 8 Eastern Time, 7 Central Time, on ABC, ESPN, and ESPN+. Plus. Uh, light heavyweight fight, Jimmy Crude against Alonzo Minifield. Uh, this is a rematch from their fight in February that ended in a draw. So hopefully we will have a clear winner after rounds 4, 5, That's good because they both asked for a rematch. They both asked so. for the rematch, yeah, yeah right away. Yeah. So makes sense. You know, I'd like to see more like draws like that put into immediate rematch. Absolutely. So, yeah. Uh, then we have women's strawweight uh, Yasmin Yaraguay against Denise Gomez. They have a welterweight fight. Jack Della Madalena. He was supposed to fight Sean Brady in a high-profile match that I was looking forward to. But Brady pulled out due to injury, and uh, Josiah Harrell gets a short call, short notice call. Tough call for, for Harrell. Yeah. Harrell, I mean, but he gets right into the UFC. He was supposed to be on the contender series. So, yeah, it's a tough matchup for him, but, you know, I'll be interested to see him in his in his subsequent appearances after this fight because I think Madalena is a future star at welterweight and mm-hmm. just yeah this could be the big showcase for him and then closing out the prelims Robbie Lawler in his retirement fight against Nico Price and you got the main card uh, middleweight fight Bo Nickel against Treshawn Gore then we got a very interesting lightweight match of Jalen Turner against Dan Hooker the middleweight uh, Robert Whitaker against Dracus Duplessis. Then UFC flyweight title, Brandon Marino defending against Alexandre Pantoja. And then the uh, UFC featherweight unification bout, Alexander Volkanovsky against Jair Rodriguez. Two things. Must win for Dan Hooker, I think. Yes. Um, and uh, that that four-fight ABC slash ESPN card, that's solid, man. Yeah. Like that's, a, that's like a main card fight night right there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, especially that's... if it had been Madalena and Brady too. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, but I mean, it'd be a nice showcase for Madalena. But, yeah. You know, you got the future star, Uruguay against Gomez. You got the uh, <laughs> the banger to kick off the show, Crute Menafield, and then the legend in the main event. So that's, uh, you know, if you don't, even if you, you know, if you're short of money and you can't afford the 85 bucks to get the main card, just watch those prelims, man, because that's going to be a hell of a card. Um, all right, but. Watch the whole thing. It's it's worth it. It's worth your 85 bucks this time. Um, all right. We have the question of the week, which I've been looking forward to talk about this one. Um, so last week, uh, we kind of briefly touched on Ronda Rousey rumors. And, you know, you kind of shut them down for obvious reasons. Because um, they, they were shut down to me whenever I asked. Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, you know, Ariel Hawani brought it up. And, uh, you know, no, she's under contract to WWE. And, you know, if and when she leaves WWE, it's probably going to be to start a family, not to go back to fighting. But um, we saw, you know, for those of us that watch, that are wrestling fans, this past weekend on Money in the Bank, they uh, abruptly ended her tag team with uh, Shayna Baszler, which, you know, another uh, former UFC fighter. Um, and, uh, you know, it seems like they're going to be feuding and then, you know, rumors are that Rhonda is going to be imminently done 
with uh, WWE at some point. Uh, you know, she's given them a date. You know that that date's not necessarily public. Some people know, some people don't. But uh, you know, and it kind of sparked rumors. You know, especially with WWE and UFC under the same banner. You know, I wouldn't. Under, I wouldn't endeavor. say it sparked rumors. Is but it sparked. Uh, if if you're like me and you think about this stuff, it sparked wheels in your head. Sure, right but but I will say that you're. I mean, you are the first one I heard it from, but you're definitely not the only one. Yeah. Um. You know, and people have been asking me, and I'm just. You know what? I don't know anything. Uh, all I know is that it seems like she can be done with with WWE soon. Yeah. Um, but I mean, th- there's probably not a a better time than right now, you know, um, for her to come back um, for UFC for sure. And, and probably for maybe for her as well, if she wants to. But yeah. what, what are your thoughts here? OK, so the question was, should Ronda yeah. Rousey consider returning to the UFC? Right. I think she okay. should. I think she should now, especially yeah. now that we. Now, when know. you when you ask this question, are you talking about from her perspective? I'm saying, should do we think she should consider returning? Okay, so, but but I'm just saying, like, from if I'm Ronda Rousey, do yeah. I think I should return, or if I'm UFC, should, should I bring no, her back? If I'm Ronda Rousey, should I okay, consider okay, returning? Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Just wanted yeah. to make sure. Okay, yeah, and and or should she consider it? And and I think she probably has considered it probably yeah. several several times in the past. Every time they now, make her an offer, probably. Yeah, but now, but now, like we have this situ- situation where, yeah, her. Her tag team with Shayna Baszler abruptly ended. It was always going to end. They they always wanted a few feud. I mean, that was the end goal of the team team. But it was just rather abruptly. And the fact that that original plans, I guess, for them were going to be working WrestleMania, and now it's apparently going to be SummerSlam. And I've heard Rousey's end date is actually SummerSlam, or not okay. very long after. Yeah, not very long after. But I think. SummerSlam is going to be it for, and just the timing. It's the timing of it. You have a vacant, vacant bantamweight title with Amanda Nunez. Amanda Nunez uh, leaving. You have no real. You have n- nothing in that division is going to spark interest for a vacant bantamweight title. Title. You're going to have Pena against somebody. Her against. Her against. Uh, Raquel Pennington not going to light the world on fire. Her against Holly Holm again. Holly Holm's in her forties. It might not be done. She might be done soon. I mean, Holmes, you know, Holmes won that fight before. It's just it's nothing that it's not interesting. Interesting. A Ronda Rousey comeback would be massive for the UFC. Mm-hmm. And if there was a, if there was any chance she thought she had given of returning, I think now that Amanda Nunez is gone. Now would be the time, if if it's a, if it was ever going to happen, you do it now because she's she's not getting any younger. She's I think thirty six now, I think. Yeah. But she could probably have three more, three solid years on top. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, and uh, as long as she goes to to as long as she gets away from Edmund, we'll put it to you that way. She needs to go go train yeah. with go train at AKA with with Cormier and them, Cormier and them, but uh. But yeah, yeah, I mean, it would not. Su- I'm not saying they have. It would not surprise me if UFC's reached out. And from everything I know about the whole Endeavor merger, m- merger and the whole TKO thing, and even Paul Levesque was even asked about this, about this on the on the uh, when he did his little press conference after Money in the Bank on on uh, Saturday. It's kind of clear Endeavor values UFC over WWE as far as being their primary money maker. 
I, so, um, I, I, I watched that press conference and yeah. the, the question he was asked was something about, you know, the, the way it was phrased was the UFC takeover of WWE. And he did not like that term, but yeah. you can also tell by the way he answered it is it's not really that far off. Yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's why I said, that's yeah. what I said. I saw, I heard yeah. that question and I go, yeah, I go, the way he responded to that makes yeah. it, makes me feel like the higher ups value. And they should, because the yeah. way, the way they got the UFC set up to be just this absolute moneymaker. And even when you look at the books compared to the two as now, as now, you know, UFC is still raking in far much more money than WWE is right now. And for them to get WWE, at the same level of UFC as far as a moneymaker, it's going to take years and it's going to take a lot of changes and it's going to take a lot of changes in the WWE system that that might not be well liked, you know, as far as cutting wrestler salaries and stuff like that, stuff like that. But, uh, but to get it, to get it where, but, but also UFC, yeah, I think is a strong, is a far, is, I won't say far strong. I think it's a stronger brand right now. The WWE, Mainly because um, of yeah. mainly because of pay per view, yeah. and and stuff like that. And they're both very strong. They're both very don't, strong. Don't get me wrong. Very yeah. Strong. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like one yeah. of those one of those things. Like like if you had to ask me, which is a strong, in my opinion, what's a stronger brand, UFC or WWE? I'm gonna say UFC. Yeah, you know, just because there's just certain advantages advantages but, they have. Uh, yeah. Now but, I will say that. Yeah, from the UFC perspective as well, why yeah. they would want Ronda, they're in, you know, they're going to be starting to negotiate for a new TV and yeah, pay per view. This, ty- this ties in. This ties yeah. into our we have to talk about right thing too. Yeah, but but I would say like you know, and and it's her timing is impeccable because when she signed with WWE, that was when WWE was neg- renegotiating their deal, and they ended up getting huge money from from Fox. Fox she, on the strength of, of having her and Brock Lesnar there. Exactly. Yeah. And, and her being a big part of that, you know, like, yeah. you know, Brock's a big star and, you know, pro wrestling fans listening to this might not realize, you know, how big of a deal Ronda is, but Ronda's a pretty big deal. And uh, yeah. So I, now here's, here's the other thing. And I just want to clear this up because some people, you know, they, especially if you're a pro wrestling fan and we do have a lot of wrestling fans that listen to this show as well. Um, and maybe we'll listen to this segment too. Um, the the pro wrestling fan in me would look at that angle, and then you you think about UFC and you think, um, oh, maybe they're going to actually do an MMA fight, um, you know. And and I I would say like if you think that's going to happen, it's not going to happen. Well, that's and, the first thing you ask me. Uh, fight I know. Shane, I, I know. Would, I go like no. If she goes back to UFC. It's paying you. It's paying you for the title, or not at all. Or well, I mean, the other one you could do is home, but um, you know, yeah, and, and that, but but if she's going back, she's going right into the title fight. Right, but I mean, no, I'm saying you could do home for the title too. Yeah, you could, but yeah, but I think um, they, I, I really think they're going to give. I really think one side of that title fight is going to be Pena. It's about who's the other side. Yeah, because she, you know, she most recently lost, and she's the most recent champion. But, but the thing is, like putting aside, you know, the fact that you know, you know, Shayna's under contract to WWE. That's probably not that big of a deal. No. But the bigger deal is you. It's if you put that fight in an octagon, immediately people are going to be thinking it's a work. So yeah. you you can't do it. Um, you know, you just can't. Plus, um, plus, I mean, it's a, it's a different, like, like a real life. I mean, they're 
two best friends. They can exactly. Yeah, you can work. Angle. You can work out a work work wrestling match. A real fight. You know, there's you can't do it. They won't do a real fight for one. There's you. You brought up three years. I mean, to me, there's three fights that she can do that are yeah. going to have huge interest. There's yeah, you know, Pena. Pena for the title, home, and Misha Tate. Yeah, yeah, and and if you could somehow get those three fights out of Ronda, like that's man, like that we're talking like a hundred million dollars in revenue. Like, I don't know yeah. what they're going to pay Rhonda, but <laughs> um, you know, yeah, because I have to imagine if she comes back, we're looking at $10 million a fight. Easy. Yeah. But like on the pay-per-view buys, oh, I mean, oh, million easy. I mean, I mean, and, and let's get into, we have to talk about, and the okay. we have to talk about segment is UFC, uh, Dana White, Mark Shapiro, Endeavor president. Uh, they either have already done it or they're about to, uh, start uh, meeting with Jimmy Pitaro, head of ESPN programming, uh, to start negotiations for New Deal. And I know a big part of it is there's tons of pressure on the UFC to get these pay-per-view numbers up. I think whatever linear deal they come come up to, whether it's with ESPN or multiple networks, that's going to go up. The pay-per-view yeah. price thing is the big thing. Because UFC has skated by, they had a bit that massive year in 2020 and 2021 because of the pandemic. But the but these card offerings they've given the last year and a half, they've been skating by, and they're not living up to what ESPN wants. And ESPN has been wanting wanting big fights, and so UFC threw all their eggs eggs in a couple baskets this year. The John Jones thing, yeah, they got John Jones back. And he had he had a big massive fight fight that drew massive numbers with Cyril gone, and he's looking at at having another big big massive fight here in the next few months against Stipe, but that might be it for John Jones. He might he might fade off into the sunset after that. Yeah. So then you lose him, you lose him. This stuff with Connor, I mean, you th- they threw a lot of eggs in the Connor basket, thinking that you know he'd he'd be ready to go. September at the earliest between September and December. Now it's all of a sudden there's, we don't know the timetable of when he's going to come back at the earliest. And yeah, January. Yeah. We don't know. We don't know. Masvidal, he, he retired, but I think his drawing power had waned, you Mm -hmm. know, there, there, uh, you don't, Colby Covington is not a big star yet. Israel Adesanya is a big star. His, his numbers are doing, doing good. Uh, I mean, Nate Diaz isn't back yet. Uh, let's see. I mean, some of these some of these fighters are great, like Poirier and Gaethje, but they haven't bumped up to where they. No. You, you can count on them getting six hundred, seven hundred thousand pay per view buy, buys like you need. So all of a sudden, you you bring a Ronda Rousey back in the mix for a year and a half, two years, three years, and you can get three to four million dollar buy rates out of her, or even eight hundred thousand plus. You. You do that. You go after that. And well, think, especially if you can sign her right now yeah. as you're about to start your negotiations. Yeah. You can tell, you know, the, the guys at ESPN, hey, we've got Ronda Rousey locked up for the next three yeah. years. Yeah. You know, and, and there's a spillover. When you do a million dollar pay-per-view or a million buy pay-per-view, there's usually the other ones kind of around that come up as well. You know, you don't you generally don't go from like a million to a hundred thousand. Like, you yeah. know, I mean, sometimes you do, but yeah, I just want to preface this for everybody. Listen, this yeah. is just us speculating. This yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. We don't know anything. Like, for all we know, Rhonda's Rhonda's leaving because she's, she's 
uh, plan on getting not getting knocked up here soon. Yeah, it uh, could be that. Could be, could be that. Could just be done. Who knows? Just done. Yeah, I, yeah. I, the, it's just the fact that this just we assume that she would last if, if she was going to leave anytime soon. We we assume she was going to stay through WrestleMania because that'd be the time to leave. You know, is after the big show of the year. But the fact that this just seems so abrupt, and mm-hmm. we're looking at at a at a at a spot where UFC really could use her right now. And the fact they're all under one umbrella now, you have to at least consider it as a possibility. Yeah, and and I mean, then there's a lot of money to be made yeah. from both sides yeah. to to do and this. If, so, and if she wants to cash in big, she's going to make more in one fight than she will than she will have during her entire WWE tenure. Probably. What, what do you? I mean, you figure ten million minimum, right? Per fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She'll get yeah. ten. She'll get yeah. ten. Yeah, and that's, I mean, and and you know, I mean, and then you know, who knows? Like maybe they try to get Brock too. Like I don't think he'll do it, but I'm yeah, sure they're think... going to throw some money at him. I think Brock's fine with not fighting yeah. again. Well, know? I'm sure he is too, but I again, I think he's going to turn down a lot of money. Like there's a lot of, you know, there's a, there. I shouldn't say a lot. There's quite a few people. Yeah, there, yeah, this, yeah, yeah, and this whole like like we said, this whole endeavor, yeah. kind of owning both companies. It kind of, it kind of opens that door a little bit to her. Yeah. And like I said, if Rhonda ever considered coming back, now's the time. Now's the time. Absolutely. It's funny. If you hadn't have uh, had a question of the week, I was, uh, I had one in mind and, uh, it'll be as timely next week, but I was going to, I was going to ask you, you know, just put, to for, put our brains, shut our brains off for a minute and let's book a fantasy forbidden door card between UFC and WWE. And and so we, we'd have UFC fighters against WWE fighters that have like MMA experience. I thought that would have been fun. But. Okay, so let me let me I can come up with like I, Matt Riddle, you know, Lashley. Sonny okay, Dino. so we go. So let's go. We go R- Rousey Pena, uh, Lesnar Jones. Yeah. Uh, Lashley, gone. I, I, uh, yeah. yeah. Lewis. Lewis. Yeah, I was thinking like Lewis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. just uh, uh, Riddle. You know, Colby. If, yeah, I mean, we saw Riddle in the UFC. I think he'd be more of, more of you know, Jack Della Madalena kind of thing. Oh, okay, or or you know, Diaz. Your Diaz, yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah, let's see who uh, who else on there has MMA experience? Uh, well, Shayna. Shayna, yeah, Shayna against you know, Raquel Pennington or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> G- Gable Stevenson again. Oh, yeah, uh, against you know some lower level UFC. They could do you know, Boom Nickel and Damon Kemp do a squash match. Yeah, <laughs> um, Sonya, she's got kind of MMA experience, doesn't she? Yeah, she does. Yeah, she yeah, does. yeah. Put her against like uh, uh, Yasmin, Yasmin Uruguay. <laughs> <laughs> Squash. All right, all right. Yeah, that's just for you know, just something fun. Shit, shit and giggles. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. All right. Uh, news rundown. I knew about this one, Henry Cejudo. I actually retweeted Cejudo's tweet. Yeah. 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 Henry Cejudo. He's he's out of the UFC 292 fight against Marlon Vera. Injured his shoulder. I think he's going to have surgery on it. It's just kind of funny how how you know he. He kept saying he'll be on the Boston show. He needs to be the backup because Aljamain Sterling is going to end up pulling out because of injury. And sure enough, Cejudo pulls out because of, of injury, and Sterling's just been trolling him ever since. So it's disappointing. 
because Cejudo and Cheeto Vera, that was a very interesting fight. And hopefully this doesn't slow down Cejudo from fighting again. So, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I know he really wanted to fight on that show too. Yeah. So he must really big, be hurt. Yeah. Big blow, big blow to that card. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. Um, and, and sorry, I, I was distracted there for a second. Did, did they, do they have a replacement opponent? Nothing announced yet. Okay. No. All right. And, What's this JDS and Verdum? Is that PFL or? Uh, they're fighting a bare knuckle MMA oh, fight for game red fighting. Uh, the funny thing is a lot of people, they, uh, Masvidal tweeted a contract sign thing. And a lot of people fell for thinking he was coming back. And of oh. course he tweeted that at the same time, JDS was tweeting about signing a contract. And yeah, I was like, everybody stop paying attention to what Masvidal says. He's talking about, Signing JDS and Verdun to fight for his promotion. Wow, I don't know about that fight. <laughs> but, yeah, it's uh, it's yeah. Uh, they fought in UFC 2008, so it'll be a rematch from 15 years ago. So, so you say it's a bare knuckle MMA fight? Bare knuckle MMA fight for game bread, game bread fighting. So, what's the difference between bare knuckle fighting and bare knuckle MMA? I think they can go to the ground. I don't know. I don't oh, okay. Think okay. Bare knuckle fighting. Okay, so I don't right. really, I, you know, yeah. <laughs> to, to to quote Conor McGregor, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> All right. No, no, no. That's fine. Hey, when's that uh, that Jake Paul fight's coming up soon? Isn't it? It's coming like up uh, uh, August fifth. Oh, August fifth. Uh, oh, same night now. as SummerSlam, right? Right. It's a month from. Uh, is it the same night as SummerSlam? Yeah. I thought, yeah. Summer. Yeah, I just looked up that that, that uh, day, August fifth. Speaking of Jake. Jake Paul, I got to give his brother Logan Paul a shout out to his prime hydration drink that him and that he yeah. kind of founded. Good stuff. Oh, good, but, good. I've never, never tried it. I enjoy uh, it. I enjoy it. I got about, I got about forty bottles of this stuff. Oh, outside, nice. Outside, filthy offered me a bottle of it, and I decided blue raspberry have... tropical punch. I, I recommend those two for sure. Filthy, when we were in Vegas, offered me a bottle, and I decided to have. Uh, um, a bottle of beer instead. Um, <laughs> so uh, I just thought I've, I've been sipping on one while I've been recording. Oh, okay. So. All right. Yeah. My water just ran out. So we got to wrap this sucker up. Uh, fight announcements. Uh, I see the first two we've already talked about. Yeah. Not much else. Yeah. Let me uh, grab my list again. Yeah. Not much else. Uh, UFC 291, uh, Salt Lake City, July 29th. Uh, Jake Matthews against Miguel Baeza. It's yes. a solid welterweight fight. Yeah. Uh, UFC fight night, August 12th. Cub Swanson back at uh, Featherweight against Akeem Dawadu. Also also a tough winner, Juliana Miller against Luana Santos. And then uh, Mexican Independence Day, uh, UFC fight night, uh, September 16th at T-Mobile. Co-main event, Shafkat Rachmanov against Kelvin Gastelum. That's nice. And then you got Tracy Cortez against Jasmine Jasutovicious. Ah, Canadian against a Mexican. Nice. Um, and uh yeah, Jake Matthews. Always nice to always nice to see him uh, yep. back. It takes me back. Um he's the man now. All right. Uh Ryan, tell the good people where they can find your stuff. Okay, yep. I'll be back in the Wrestling Observer newsletter with the recap of this past week's show. It's Saturday night and catch uh, front page coverage of of uh, UFC two ninety. I'm sure I'll be on Wrestling Observer Radio Saturday night. Maybe we'll see. There's, they got a lot going on this weekend. Yeah, weekend. So don't know how much the UFC they'll want to recap. Uh, but uh, yeah, and then uh, Twitter 
at Ryan J. Frederick as long as your rate limits aren't exceeded. And, <laughs> I haven't seen uh, that that error message since Saturday, so maybe they calmed that down. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I never got to that message, but there's oh. a lot of stuff going on on Twitter right now that I, that I hate. I use TweetDeck, so that way I could put put my timeline, my tweets, and my notifications all together. But now they're saying you have to pay for Twitter to use that now. Oh, jeez, whole idea is like. It's just like, like I'm fine. I'm fine with paying for Twitter if they actually give you useful stuff. They don't give anything to me, but for me, for what I use Twitter for, it'd be just a waste of eight bucks a month because all the features they have, like longer tweets and editing tweets and 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 you know video stuff, I, I don't use all that stuff for. Just a little, you know, you know, I'm not against paying for it, but I think the idea is stupid. Yeah. No, I, I agree. Um, speaking of the Observer, I was on this past weekend, and uh, it's kind of an evergreen show. So if you want to go back and listen, uh, it's it's timely. I, myself and John Pollock were chatting with Dave Meltzer and Garrett Gonzalez about uh, Wrestling Observer Hall of Fame candidates. So you can check that out. And then uh, as well, and I should have mentioned this earlier, but uh, it's the free week on uh, the Fiky Media Patreon. So normally, well, it's $5 a month, uh, patreon.com, uh, front slash Fiky Media. Um, but one show a week this month, we're making free. So this coming, this week, it's going to be the Dynamite Show, which I do with Jeff Hawkins on Wednesday night, immediately after AEW Dynamite. Um, the show goes up about three hours after the East Coast version ends, or uh, basically at the exact same time as the West Coast version ends. And uh, that'll be free this week for people on the Fikey Media free feed. So check it out. If you like what you hear, sign up on the Fikey Media Patreon for just five bucks a month. And uh, if you're already a subscriber, maybe share it with a friend and let them listen to it. And, uh, you know, we, we got some good stuff on there. So all month, there'll be one show a week. Uh, We'll have the Mike and JD show. We'll have Garrett Gonzalez and John LaRocca one week and uh, Five Star with covering the Joshi Pro Wrestling. So you can check that out uh, again on the Fikey Media free feed or on the Patreon. Uh, so for Ryan, uh, this has been Paul. And Ryan, why don't you take us home like you always do? I hope everybody enjoyed the show. I uh, hope everybody has a great week and enjoy the fights this weekend. Later. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.